Yo, what's good? It's your boy, the franchise, and I'm here with my tag team partners, my brothers, Flawless, Joey V, and my boy K Breezy, aka Two Cold Kimbro. And we present to you the Generational Wrestling Podcast. It's about to go down. But Vince McMahon's gonna make money despite himself. He's a millionaire who should be a billionaire. You know why he's not a billionaire? It's because he surrounds himself with glad-handing, nonsensical yes-men. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. What's good, big dog? Not much. Oh, man, I can't wait to K-Breezy. There we go, K-Breezy. What's good? Yo, yo, what's good? What's popping? Y'all hear me? Say, yeah, we hear you, old man, K Breezy. Hey, so, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, so we all we all hear each other loud and clear because we got a lot of shit to talk about. Man, kick it off, man. Let's go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, is yours truly the 26-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, aka the showstopper. With me as always, I got my good brothers via phone. First up, we got the human encyclopedia of wrestling, the flawless phenomenon. Joe knows everything. Flawless Joey V. How you doing? Fuck WWE right now. Right there with you. <laughs> right there with you. Right there with you. Next up, we got the Karma Cody, the light-skinned Teddy Pin. Hey, Mr. One, two, three, pin that ass down, K-Breezy, better known as Tuco Kimbro. How you doing? Man, let, let's go, man. Let, let's go. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's dive right into it. Um, Before we even talk about what happened on the show, uh, social media has been ablaze. Uh, every single article I've read, and we've sent back and forth to each other, man, we've all said the same thing. Vince McMahon needs to quit WWE effective immediately. The XFL can't come soon enough. Um, first up, man, to start off the show, we had the boss, Sasha Banks versus the man, Becky Lynch. And uh, let's just say, man, let's call it what it is, man. If this wasn't the match of the night, it damn sure was the second best match of the night. Uh, yeah, well, first match of the night. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so let's get right into it, man. Sasha Banks versus the man Becky Lynch. Uh, Kate, you know what? You know, since, since the flawless phenomenon actually agreed with me, man, on this one, that flawless Joey V, how did you feel about this match? Man, this was the best and only match of the night that was worth watching. Uh, I mean, well, after last night, you know, you could say it was worth, you know, watching. Uh, Man, they put a hell of a performance on. They went toe-to-toe. I mean, Becky Lynch. Okay, so the I'm going to say this. Uh, the build-up to this match, you know, I, Sasha wasn't there yet. I was like, man, she's getting killed by Becky on the mic. And then her in-ring work wasn't up to par. This is what I wanted to see from Sasha. Her laid all out on the line. And I'll tell you this, when you put her in a big match situation, she shines. I'll give her that. Like a hell in a cell, like a stipulation match. She shines. Like when her and Bailey had the last woman standing match. Or no, no, Iron Woman match. I'm sorry. Iron Woman match. She shined. They went toe-to-toe. I mean, those double knees onto the ladder and onto the chair. Man. I mean, phenomenal. I mean, this match, I mean, the crowd was into it. I was into it. Hot. I loved it. Um, I loved the props that they used. I loved everything about this match. It was so done perfect. Whoever put this match together, I'm going to give you a clap. I bet you it was Tyson Kidd. 
because I know he's been working with the women. So if it's Tyson Kidd, man, props to you because you're doing an awesome job. But, I mean, there's nothing more I can say about this match except it was awesome and the best part of the night. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it was um, fast-paced. Uh, the, it didn't really slow down too much. Uh, I like the way it started when Sasha attacked Becky, you know, prior to the cage coming down. Like, the cage is coming down, she just attacks her and takes her outside. So that made you kind of wonder, okay, what they got up their sleeve, that they, that they letting the women fight outside. But it was only for a short period of time. Like you said, the double knees to the ladder, to the chair, through the table, the 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 chair spot in the corner on the kendo sticks, that was awesome. Just everything they seemed to do, it, it either looked like it was um uh like 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 it was like oh my god like damn don't do that because you 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 mess up you, you you that's it but they made everything look uh legit they were on point like you said everything you said about Sasha was on point this is the Sasha Banks we've been wanting to see me personally I felt like she needed to win this um I don't think it hurts Becky to take the title off her if she lost this match from what a lot of reports are saying, it seems like Becky might end up going to SmackDown anyway. So if you were going to have her drop the title, this would have been the perfect way to do it with the match that they had, the story that they told. It was awesome. And like you said, uh, with it only being four matches announced, you know, this this was the best match, considering all the extras we got, too. Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree. Uh, Y'all know me, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a boss fan. Uh Becky, definitely love Becky. Man, you know what? Despite the criticism, I love all the four horse women. You know, uh, like I said, you know, just some shine brighter than the others. Last night, even though with Charlotte Flair on the card, I still felt, man, uh, the the boss and the man, they shine the brightest last night. Uh, going back to what uh, Flawless said, uh, the meteor, uh, the double knees on the ladder, which is crazy. Uh, the table, I like that spot. Uh, I love the spot when uh, Becky put Sasha up on the chair and uh, did a drop kick off of that. Uh, overall, man, I feel like they had probably the most thought out match um, out of everybody. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I feel like for me, for my money, I, I give it a four out of five. Uh, not quite a five out of five, but man, it was still a hell of a match nonetheless. All right, next up, we got the big dog, Roman Reigns. The plan is champion, Daniel Bryan versus Harper and Rowan. Um, K. Breezy, I'm going to let you start this one off, man. What did you think about this match? Um, <clears throat> this was an okay match. It, it, it was a different. You haven't really seen a tornado tag match in a real long time. Um, pretty sure Flawless can let us know when that was, uh, if, if he's looking it up. But um, it was it was a good match. It had its pace. It had a slow moment. But I think once they got outside and they started doing the work on the table with Dan Bryan at Huracarana uh, to Luke Harper off the table, like for a minute there, I thought it was a botch. But, you know, looking looking back at the replay, I saw that it wasn't. So I'm like, OK. And then to see Daniel, uh, not Daniel Bryan, uh, Roman Reigns cop over the rail and just spear Rowan into the table, which, you know, if you look at it, it was a perfect spear because Rowan, He's a tall dude, so he hit that other table perfectly. Like, his head didn't hit the edge. He didn't, you know, he didn't go over. He fell perfectly on the table. So, all of that was exciting. Um, the near fall, the finish, the the, the come. It, it was a good match. Um, it was a little 
I wasn't really sure what to take from it, but it, it was a good match. I thought Harper and Rowan would win, but then I forgot Harper's been gone. So out, out of all these people, he going to take the loss. So I lost out on that one, but it was still a good match. Uh, it was an okay match for me. I ain't gonna lie. I was starting to fall asleep during the match. <laughs> I fell asleep. Through, I fell asleep through Bailey versus Flair. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So like, so you know it's crazy. Like I hate like because like Sasha and Becky was so good. Like the crowd is so hot for that match, and then you put on another match and then it like doesn't live up to like the first match hype. Right. Kind of kills it, but like, I mean, Brian and Rowan. I did like the ending about the shake and then the hug. You know, that was nice with Daniel Bryan. But the match itself was not bad. Like, it was okay for what it's worth. I love Tornado Tags. I used to love playing Tornado Tags in the WWE video games. Don't judge me. But, I mean, I don't like regular tag matches. I like Tornado Tag, man, because, you know, everything is fair and square. Everybody's fighting, you know, so you don't have the hot tags, which is not bad. But, Roman, Roman and Brian won. I said it. I think they should have won because Roman has been losing. I think this. I think they're probably going to push Roman to go after Lesnar or somebody, maybe when the draft happens. So I don't know what's going to happen with them going from here. But it was not bad match. They did what they could. And nothing more I can say. Um, really, really quick to piggyback off of you, flawless. I did. I did like the fact that it was a tornado tag match. I can't even remember the last time we seen that, especially in WWE. Uh, I like how it's kind of you know pretty much every man for himself, but it's still you know team versus team. I guess you could say. Um, do we see this as a one hundred percent face turn for Brian, or do we still anticipate Brian turning on Roman somewhere down the line? No, this uh, if this was if this was gonna happen, this would have happened um, last night. Uh, the actions of him wanting to hug Roman Reigns and kind of you know going along with the yes chance that that clearly lets you know that uh, he's uh he you know that he's turning face. Um, I wish they would have did more with his heel run because it was a great heel run. I, I love the, the new Daniel Bryan as a heel. Uh, so I. I I'm a little disappointed to see it go, but I'm interested to see where it goes from here. Yeah, I think it's a face turn. Uh, I don't know. Like, it was weird because when Brian was walking up the ramp, I don't know if he was, like, clutching his head or holding his head, if he was just playing to the crowd. But he, I think, I mean, it's a, it's a face turn. I mean, I don't think they go back to the heel. It wouldn't make sense right now, but so – Put him, keep him as face. Yeah. All right. So then after that, we had a backstage segment. We had Ali. Uh, he was in the back giving, you know, a little promo. Uh, then uh, kind of literally out of nowhere, we had the Viper, Randy Orton, come in. He interrupted uh, Ali, like, you know what? Instead of waiting, you know, let's go out there. Let's do this thing tonight. Uh, Ali and Orton, they had a match. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this it wasn't a bad match. Uh, to me, obviously, I think the spot that stood out to everybody uh, was the reversal of the RKO from Ali to the handstand. Mm-hmm. Never saw that before. Yeah. I've n- I never saw that either. And then when I seen it initially, 
I didn't know exactly what I saw because <laughs> all I seen was Randy Orton. He was down on the ground, but at least somehow popped back up. But I didn't get how he did it. So when they showed the replay, I'm like, ah, I like that. But of course, you know, the Viper being a Viper, he always strikes quick and Ali got to be just a little better than that. But towards the end, man, you seen Randy nodding his head in approval and, uh, you know, giving him his respect. Uh, Flawless, what did you think about this match? How did you feel about it? Um, even I liked it, even though it was like no like story bill, they just put it together on that match on the card. It made sense because Orton was the one that injured Ali that took away his elimination chamber match opportunity. So it made sense. Um so um I mean I liked it. I mean, for just being thrown together, it was nice. They clicked good. Um I did like Orton giving Ali props, like even on the ramp, you know, he nodded to him, you know, like his approval, like, yeah, okay, you got some kid, you know, and Randy doesn't really do that with a lot of young guys yeah. either. So Orton to give him props, let you know, okay, Randy sees something in this kid. He likes him because everybody knows if Randy don't like you, he's going to bury your ass like Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> so and you know, I think I think Mr. Kennedy, man, he might have got that worse than Kofi. Now that we're speaking on him, yeah, yeah, he did, he did, because he had a storyline built in for him, and it would have been perfect. And injuries and drug, uh, drug failures cost him a they cost. Him. Yeah, and speaking of drug failure, K Breezy, before you go, I would also like to, you know, at at the end of this. You got something to speak on what I read on WWE and their drug policy. But, uh, Kay Breezy, what did you think about the match? Uh, pretty basic match. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was a crazy match. Like Joe said, the story, it wasn't a story buildup. Re- it wasn't a recent story buildup to it, but it was a story that was already there that they just kind of ran with a little bit. And they, and they just, uh, it, it was a basic max. Few good night nice spots. Like I said, the the reversal of the RKO was awesome. That was the highlight of the show. Um, that bruise that he had on his on his on his rib cage that looked nasty. I did notice how you know WWE don't never really zoom in on an injury. They zoomed in on this injury, like as as they were talking about it. And I'm starting to see little little things like that, and then I'm noticing that they're doing it shows a change in some of their production and what they do and how they explain things. So I see a positive in the commentary. Uh, it's not a hundred percent there, but uh, overall the match, the match itself was, uh, it was, it was a pretty basic, it was a pretty basic match. It, it had good spots and uh, it, it was okay. All right. So after that match, we had, uh, we had Alexa, we had Alexa bliss. We had Nikki cross. Versus Oscar and uh, Kyrie saying that Kabuki Warriors, Kabuki, <laughs> the Kabuki Warriors. Um, I didn't realize this during the match. I think that goes to show how detached I was from this uh, pay per view. I didn't realize that during this match that it was the Kabuki Warriors. They were supposed to be playing the role of the heel. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess now that you look back at it, I guess they did kind of have heelish tactics. But it's very confusing because you have Nikki Cross, who obviously is a face. You have Alexa Bliss, who I guess is a face, but she's kind of got like a, 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 a asshole vibe to her. So it's like, is she really a face? Um, 
But anyway, nonetheless, man, you know, you had Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, they came in, they fought the Kabuki Warriors. Asuka, she uh she brought back the green mist, which we haven't seen in, in WWE for for a very long time. Uh, right. I was glad to see that. And uh yeah, man, we got new WWE women's tag team champions, the Kabuki Warriors. Without uh, page. Without page. I was I, I was just gonna say that without page. That's uh, why they won the titles, because they didn't need page. <laughs> That is true. So, so uh, let's see. I went with Flawless last time. Uh, Kay Breezy, what do we think about the new women's tag team champions and the Kabuki Warriors? And where do we see them going from here? Do we actually see them fighting with the titles? I uh, I don't know, man. Because, one, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do with this draft. Um, they may keep them together. I, I, I think they like them. They're different. Clearly, they're a better um, – technical team i guess they 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 know who they are they know what they need to do in the ring to to make things work and as far as them being the heels i didn't really look at what they were doing as heelish i i just figured that was always the way oscar was oscar was always cocky when she wrestled like so insane you know uh, she always does that little you know her little moves and pirate stuff so i don't know if it was a true heel turn i think it was just uh them just doing what they always do, but I, I guess we have to consider that heel because lately you don't know who's heel or what. Uh, uh, Bliss has been walking back and forth. One minute she's healed, the next minute she's face, the next minute she's healed, the next minute she's face. The same second that she's a heel, she's a face. Like we don't know what half these people are half the time. So uh, I need something more definitive from them. I mean, I, I guess you could say the green mist in the face was a heel move, but. I mean, Tajiri did it, and he was a he was he was he was a face when he did it. So, uh, he he did it as a face and a heel. It's just it was just a common move. So, other than that, it was, it was a good tag match, man. It was, it was nice back and forth. Uh, I just wish they had built stories for this stuff and not just throwing on their last minute. Uh, I agree. Like, <laughs> you don't know who's heel and who's face. Like, you know, like these days, like. He said, like, Alexa kind of, like, plays the heel, but then sometimes she seems face. And same thing with Nikki. Yeah, with Charlotte, too. Um, During the match, I felt like, okay, the Kabuki Warriors, are they the heel team? Because, to me, I thought they were doing some heelish stuff. But I'll tell you this, man, that green mist, whoo, out of nowhere. Like, (laughs) it reminded me of, uh, it was a WrestleMania. I want to say WrestleMania. Oh, let me see. I think 19, I think it was when it was, uh, I think uh, it was a tag team match for the tag team titles. And I think it was Eddie Guerrero and Chavo, but like somebody got hurt. So they put Tajiri in there with his partner. And man, the one other dude who was in the match was trying to, was going to climb the ladder and TJ and Tajiri locked eyes on him and just spit that green mist on him. Like, it was, like, perfect, and they climbed the ladder and grabbed the titles, you know, for the team. Um, But I loved the green mist. I loved what Asuka did. Like, she felt like a little heelish with the green mist. Um, Even though it was no story, no build-up to the match, just a throw match, I was kind of shocked that they gave it to Kabuki Warriors. But when the announcer said that Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were like, why do the Kabukis need the tag team titles? They, you know, don't deserve the title shot. What if they done? That you know, I noticed that. That made me feel like okay, probably Kabuki Warriors will win the titles, even though I picked Bliss and Cross to win. Um, 
but to your to your question, will they be featured? Man, I don't even fucking know these days. You know, it's you know, you'll see the women's tag team champion defend the title tonight. You might might not see him again for like another couple weeks. So and that's I don't sad. know. Yeah. And that's the sad part because those are two people like the the fans were popping for them. Like they were popping for the Oscar and them. So they want to see them. Like clearly the people are telling you like, yo, we want to see these, you know, we want to see them. They're good. We like what they do, but you gotta, you gotta put them out there and you can't use the excuse. Well, we don't have enough time. No, you got enough time. You, cause you're using the same old people. You're going back to just using the same group of folks and you're using them on damn near both shows. Like every now and then you'll, you'll give opportunity to somebody else, but and you gotta, you gotta use the talent that's ready to go now. And those girls are ready to go now. And you put them in a feud with other girls and other people that are ready to go and you build your stars. I'm again, Fox wants their own set of stars. Smack, uh, USA wants their own set of stars. So you got to build some legitimacy to some of these folks, and which means you got to put them on TV. You got to show people, hey, look at all this talent we got. Now, I understand they got too much talent. And part of that reason is because they don't want to give none to AEW because they don't want to give AEW a shot. But um, something they, they, they got to do something. Either you <laughs> you. And you're going to waste people's lives. And I, I I think that's the one thing that bothers me. I feel like because you're being so selfish and, and stingy, you're wasting people's lives in this business, man. Because though people wrestle to in their into their 40s, one bad injury, man, ends your career. So I would love to see some of this talent that that has has not reached its peak yet do more and, and get opportunity. Well, you know what? Uh I was actually going to wait to speak on this, but since you brought it up now, let's talk about it. Um, yesterday, the one thing I noticed during the pay-per-view, you almost kind of forgot that it was a pay-per-view going on because the announcers, they were so busy talking about, you know, the brand new premiere of Raw. They were so busy talking about the new premiere on Fox on uh, for SmackDown, and they kept talking about the draft. And the one thing that I noticed they kept, they you know, they kept making a point of was USA wants their own set of guys and girls. Fox wants their own set of guys and girls, and they kept saying it, they kept saying it over and over and over. So I, I'm under the impression we we know how WWE operates. Well, I'm under the impression that they're going to do it legit like they did last time, where if you're on Raw, you're on Raw. If you're on SmackDown, you're on SmackDown. Um, with that being said. I don't really understand a lot of the matches that took place. You know what? Do we think that this pay-per-view should have taken place after the draft? Uh, simply put. Yes. I, I think this pay-per-view shouldn't have been like two plus weeks out from Clash of Champions, like apart. Like you have not done enough time to build shit. And that's no. a WWE problem. You're trying to stuff like Crown Jewel. And all this stuff, you're trying to cram so many pay-per-views. It's like, why? And and that, and that was the thing that was getting me, because how are you in hell in the cell? Half the show you didn't even promote. Half the damn matches we didn't even know were going to happen until it happened. Then you're trying to talk about the draft, and then you're promoting the pay-per-view that's at the end of the month during the pay-per-view. Like, who does that? Hmm, WWE. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, you you're right, and I thought the goal was to eliminate <clears throat> so many pay per views. 
But yeah, them having this, these two crown jewels and Saudi Arabia shows that they do every year. Um, I don't really see and and it's not like crown jewel really matters. Uh, you know, a lot of folks ain't gonna really watch it all like that, and it's only gonna be on the network. So you know, you're not gonna be getting so many folks. Like we may right. watch it, but we we gonna skip through it. We gonna, you know, we we gonna find out who's wrestling, what's worth what, and then we're gonna watch what we want to watch out of it. That's it. But and the it's problem, barely. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you're for go ahead. Uh, but you know, no, you no, you good. But um, it, it's just I. It don't make any sense. Um, I thought the draft was going to happen in between the – I thought the, the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view was going to happen in between the drafts. I kind of would have been okay with that because now you could have built – you could have built some stories and and had a draft on SmackDown, you know, shut a few things up, have the pay-per-view, and then finalize everything. Like, I, I thought maybe that's what they were shooting for. Then I found out, no, it's a week early. So I'm like, well, damn, you know, that that's even worse because you just had a pay-per-view. So you needed that extra week or two, at least another week or two. Because um, by the time you have Crown Jewel, which is on a Thursday, you would have uh, you would have had another four weeks to build up for Survivor Series. So I don't think it would have hurt it to add on an extra week or two. But, uh, you know, this is WWE, man. Vince is trying to collect all the dough he can to put into this damn XFL to see it fail again. I was going to say, man, the problem with, like, the crown jewels and all these extra views, sometimes they go on at, like, 9 or 10 in the morning, and you're like, who's going to watch it, like, that early? Like, yeah. Yeah, because well, according to The Rock, a bunch of 35-year-old Comic-Con virgins that have all the time in the world. Yeah, well, that's true, too. And, I mean, and this one and this one is coming on at 1 o'clock on a Thursday. Now, normally, normally they've been, like, Friday, but I guess now you can't really. So, are these people going – so, you telling me these folks are traveling there? They're going to do this show, and then they're going to travel back to wherever SmackDown is at to have SmackDown? Like, so who – or who's going to be on this uh, show and who's not going to make it? Like, that's that's kind of my thing now. Like, you're like you you're going to want your big stars. You already promised Brock. You're already mm-hmm. promising Team Hogan versus Team Flair. And just half of the people that we already know that's on the team, you know, they're going to have to be on SmackDown depending on what the draft does. So – I, I don't know. I, I I'm curious to see just where they go. Um, uh, it, it's yeah. I'm just curious. You know what? I'm thinking maybe maybe they'll do like a. You know how they do like a pre-recorded like a tribute to the troops. I'm thinking that would be the only logical. Maybe I'm I'm assuming maybe they just pre-recorded and then they would just air it on uh, Thursday. Mm. So technically, say it came on Wednesday and they just show it. Th- yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, you ain't got you know you ain't got Tuesday, you ain't got SmackDown on Tuesday. I mean, you got a nice what three four day window. Yeah, so, and then it's gonna take. I think they said it takes what twenty some hours to get there any damn way. So I think you will probably leave out Monday night, record it Wednesday, be back home Thursday, damn you know Friday. I think I don't know. You know WWE so stupid man. They might have them get off the plane an hour before the damn show and send them to SmackDown. I, I, that's what I'm saying. It, it really depends on who's on what show and who they decide to actually bring along. All right, well, moving moving along uh, with the, with the show results. Next up, we have the OC versus the Viking Raiders and Braun Strowman once again. Another random ass match. Um, A squash match at that. Yeah, 
I, I really don't have much to say. You know, Bron and the Raiders, they won by disqualification. The floor is whoever would like to step on it, man. Who who, who wants the floor? Uh, AJ, AJ Styles was the best part of this show. That's all I got to say. Uh, I could care less for this match. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cause I, yeah, because the, the only thing, the only best part about it was AJ selling the 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 being knocked out and just like just asking questions like where where am I where what day is it yeah. I, I'm good I'm good I'm all right and then he fall like that was that was the best part out of all that I will say this you know what uh, K Priestley's right man they are making Braun Big Show because they're giving him the knockout punch I was just <laughs> thinking that I was just gonna say that when I seen that yesterday when he came off the top rope. He did a punch. I'm like, okay, cool. I guess we're gonna make him a boxer now too, huh? Because it's played off this gimmick of him and uh old boy beating up tonight. So yeah. But the funny thing is, he ain't have a right hand with Brock Lesnar knocked him in his jaw. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> All right. So next up we have, and uh, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna let Flawless take this one because you spoke this one in the fruition in the words of K Breezy. We had Chad Gable. Versus King Corbin, who would later dub Chad Shorty Gable. You spoke about this months ago, man. So flawless. How does it feel to know that your boy is finally known as Shorty Gable? And what did you think of the match? I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah, it was not bad. I've been telling you that they trademarked the name Shorty G. They're gonna make him Shorty Gable. Uh, <laughs> it was okay. I mean, it was not bad for what it was. Uh. With Shorty G getting the win, oh, that was the best part. But other than that, ugh, I didn't really have nothing for this match. I mean, this whole yeah, pay per view, uh, this whole pay per view is like all over like the place. Like it was just, oh man, it was so bad. They just, they just added a bunch of TV matches and put them on the pay per view. Yeah. That's all they did. All, every one of those matches that weren't advertised were TV matches that would have been on Raw or SmackDown, and they just put it on pay-per-view to fill time because they know they didn't build for this. And honestly, I almost kind of wish they didn't put on these extra matches and the show could have just been the four matches, but they could have been good storytelling, nice matches. Like, you could have did about 20, 25 minutes with some of these matches. The Hell in a Cell matches, they could have went long. You might have could have added a... a, a Styles could have fought somebody for a championship. Nakamura could have fought somebody. Like you could have added those type of fillers, but yeah, I yeah, it, it was what it was, man. These matches would have been on velocity. Uh, <laughs> or Sunday night. Sunday night heat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let let's get to one of the better parts of the night. Um we had the Hugger Bailey versus the Queen Charlotte Flair. And let's just say the figure eight was Tyson's Twice as great, and he gave her the 10-time, 10-time, 10-time women's title, man. Uh, I'm happy. I, 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 don't, I don't know if I picked Charlotte to win this. I think I picked Bailey to win. Uh, but I will say this. I think Bailey's time is up uh, as the women's champion. Uh, I think it's pretty clear the way Sasha and Bailey lost yesterday. I'm going to assume they're just going to go ahead and throw them back as an official tag team in the Boston Hood connection. Um, but as far as Charlotte, man, uh, I think it's clear. She's definitely on the path to that 16, maybe 17 title reign. So, you know, to beat her old man. Uh, flawless. What did you think about the Bailey versus Charlotte, man? Did you think that was the right way to go? Of course it was. Um, 
it only made sense. I mean, we've been saying Charlotte is the superior girl. And, you know, it's funny how you're saying, like, how don't know where Becky, I mean, uh, Bailey and Sasha are going to go from here. If Becky Lynch gets drafted to SmackDown and Charlotte goes to Raw, I will laugh if Bailey goes to SmackDown to feud with Becky and Sasha stays on Raw to feud with Charlotte. <laughs> Can you imagine I, that? Well, mm, <laughs> I, I, I could, but because they want Fox wants Charlotte. Like they, I don't think. Or do they want Becky? They want Becky too, but um, you still got to build a star. Yeah. So somebody's got to stay on Raw. Like I think Becky's going to end up staying on Raw. I don't see Charlotte leaving SmackDown unless some plans change. I know they wanted Andrade there, who hasn't been seen in a while. Don't know where he's at. He could have came and had a match with Rey Mysterio. That random match would have been better than anything they put on, but I digress. Um, it, <clears throat> I, I don't know, man. Um, I, nowadays with WWE, man, you, you just got to wait and see what, what they pull out the hat, man. And I'm sorry, what they pull out their ass. I'm sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> with that said, uh, Charlotte was the right, right person to win. I did yeah. find it interesting when Bailey was throwing the fit on the outside crying. I don't know where she's going with that. Is she just going to be like a crybaby? But I mean. Charlotte just needed the, Charlotte got the win. It was only time. It was uh Bailey's time as champion when she beat Charlotte. I mean, there was already a countdown clock to when Charlotte got that title back. Yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest. I watched the introduction. I watched the first five minutes. I fell asleep. Charlotte won. That's all I really know about this match. <laughs> well, well, it, well it's, it's nice to know, man. I'm not the only one that's falling asleep during this shit. No, I, I I drifted off. Like, I was sitting here watching, like, all right, okay. All right, let's hurry up and get this over with. Next thing I know, I hear Charlotte's music, and I hear I hear Corey Gray's 10 times, the 10 times. I'm like, oh, damn, it's over? Okay, <laughs> let's finish watching it. <laughs> and then, yeah, that, <laughs> that was about it. All right, and then, uh, you know what, K-Breeze, man, we're going to continue with you next up. Uh. <sighs> Let, let, let's talk about the, the, the thing that's got every single WWE fan and former fan now uh, hot. You got The Fiend versus Mr. Bernie Down, Seth Rollins. Um, I've been waiting to talk to you guys about this all day. Uh, I'm not going to break down the match. I'm not going to do nothing. I'm just going to call it for what it was. It was bullshit. Um <clears throat> And it was absolutely an embarrassment. I mean, me as a WWE fan, we know that, you know, things are subject to change. We understand it's a business. But I think this is insulting our intelligence at the most disrespectful level possible. I mean, you build this guy, man. You build it, you build it, you build it. Bray Wyatt has seen it. I don't know how many times you can bring your career back from the dead. And to get absolutely shitted on the way you did, uh, I absolutely, I hated it. I hated it. And I think the crowd knew. I think we knew. When you seen Seth Rollins do about four or five curb stomps, we all knew it was just a matter of time that either he was going to win or somehow The Fiend was not walking out with the title. K-Breezy, what did you think, man? This, (laughs) oh, man, where do I fucking start? Um. All right, to be honest, okay, I'm going to start with honesty. This was actually a good match. 
I, I I was I was into this match. And I noticed a lot of people didn't like the red light with the red ring. It made it really hard to see. Um, but it also played a part of the Fiend's character and just that, you know, he comes from the darkness. And it, it, it was different, though it might not have been the most popular, but it was very different. And it... Um, Yeah, uh, it, 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 it was, it was, it was a great match. It, it was a really great match. I was feeling it. Seth, you know, looking, looking uh, lost because he didn't know what to do. The Fiend just looking just tough as hell. Like he, he can't be beat. And then that whole end angle just, that, that just killed it for me. When he got to like the seventh curve stump, that was too much. Uh, actually, five probably was when he got to five. That was probably too much. Uh, the ladder mat, the ladder going on top of the head, the um, the toolbox, the chair, like all of that was fine. But the biggest problem, and then we all had this biggest problem, is how do you continue to DQ? Or the official word is it wasn't a DQ because Seth Rollins didn't win, but neither did the the Fiend didn't lose. So it was a ref stoppage. But again, we have watched Hell in a Cell matches do far worse than what Seth was going to do to him. I mean, let's be technical about it. If you were looking at it, you saw that Bray Wyatt head really wasn't underneath all that. So it's not like he was really going to get hurt. It, it, but you were you were selling a point about the Fiend's toughness and, and what it would take to take him down. And you ruined it by by having the ref stop it. And well, I... Go ahead, man. Go ahead, because I, 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 we, this is a show. We trying to, you know, we we have all types of people. I don't want to get too too crazy on it. So go ahead, man. I, I, I'm, a, I'm gonna be honest, man. I, I'm gonna get crazy because the one thing I pride pride our, our show on, man. We, 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 we're, we're professional, but at the same time, man, this is real talk for real fans. You know, I think Flawless quoted that perfectly. I'm gonna call it for what it is, man. It's bullshit. Once again, you had mankind, Mick Foley. This guy, they got thrown off a steel cage or a hell in a cell, more specifically. He got thrown off the hell in a cell, through a table, teeth jammed up his nose, same match, climbs back up. The guy's like fucking 300 pounds, gets toe slammed through the cell, through the ring, and there's no stoppage. Then you have this guy who's supposed to be otherworldly, not even a human, a monster, a sociopath. And all it takes is a couple of curb stomps, and he gets hit with a box. And now you want to stop the match. In a match that supposedly has no rules. There is no end. This is a welcome to hell. And yet, this monster has proven to be nothing more than just a mortal man with a mask. Flawless. What did you think? So, I like the match itself. It was good. Um, The red color, for a minute, I thought my TV was messed up. <laughs> but, um, so, like... I didn't like it. I was reading reports that the fans, it was hard for the fans to see with the color. So, um, but the match, I mean, I did like the Fiend bringing out that clown hammer. Oh, yeah. It was a mallet. Yeah, the mallet. You didn't get to use the mallet, which I was a little upset about. Well, um, he did, but not not like in a way we thought he was going to crush Seth Rollins. Yeah. yeah, so, um, uh, Seth did Seth did use eleven curb stomps in total in that match. 
I mean, after the first couple, and then when he went to go pin the fiend, the fiend kicks out at once as face. So I'm like, okay, he can't be beaten. He's gonna pin him, beat him. It's gonna be done. Then the referee stops the match. Oh my god! I mean, like, it's a hell in a cell for a reason. Like, I don't care if you say, "Well, times have changed from when Mick Foley." No, no, no! Don't give me that bullshit. Okay. Because Shade did that not too long ago. Shade just yeah. dropped himself off the thing, and they still finished the match. Yeah. Triple H hit Vince McMahon with a sledgehammer in a Hell in a Cell match, and nobody had a problem with it. Jeff Hardy fell off the top of the ladder last year, went through a table. Randy Orton pulled him off. The referee's bitching to him about it, and he still counted one, two, three. So, no, no, man, no. That there, there is no excuse. Uh, yeah. That was bullshit, like franchise said. And WWE, well, hold on. WWE saying, "Oh, it's a ref. The ref, it's a referee's call to stop a match." Man, come on, man. Like, so the crowd chant bullshit. I agree with crowd, and they're chant AEW. I don't care. if Vince is saying, "Oh, this is good for business." No, it's not. You're lost with the times, Vince. I hate to say this, but your time, like you're still thinking '90s, you know, and all this, like you're. You're not with the times. You got to adapt with the times, and that's a well, problem for Vince right now. Well, you know, so I, I, I'm gonna agree with you, and you know, I think with this year 2020, uh, I think this pay per view, I think that pipe bomb by CM Punk last night it applied when he said that Vince McMahon is gonna. He's going to make money despite himself. And you know that the fans and the wrestlers, we're just all spokes on the wheel. And this and this product known as WWE, it's going to go on regardless whether we want, want it to or not. And um, speaking of the referee stoppage, I just read online that reportedly, and I'm using quotation marks here, that Sasha and Bray Wyatt were supposedly hurt last night. Do we... <laughs> So, so I, I find it very <laughs> ironic that now, and I, and I just read this about two minutes ago. So I find it funny how now that Bray Wyatt is reportedly hurt, and, that, and I got a feeling they're going to use that as an excuse to why they use the stoppage. I bet you that storyline that is not real. I'm going to say it that at that. Okay, that is storyline. You built the fiend up, destroying Seth Rollins, only to have a freaking referee stoppage. Now here's the thing. WWE tweeted earlier that Bray Wyatt, I mean, The Fiend is going to face Seth Rollins for the title in a rematch at Survivor Series, and then they quickly delete it. Wow. Like. And you know what? That's been pissing me off, too. And I think this really started at SummerSlam with the whole ending to Kofi and Randy and the crowd shitted on that one. And they, and, and, and they were able to make it up. With this one, I'm sorry. I don't think you're going to make this up, even if The Fiend does win the Survivor Series, which I'm sure they're going to, hopefully, we don't know <laughs> nowadays. But even if The Fiend wins, it's, I'm sorry, man, they already took a hit on this one. They took a huge hit. Because now you you know, now you, you really royally fucked up. So I guess the biggest question is, who's more pissed tonight at Monday Night Raw? Is it Vince McMahon or is it Paul Heyman? I'll tell you this, if I'm Paul Heyman, I'm like, what the fuck? Because, I mean, if I'm Vince, you give Paul the Paul the show, okay? Don't try to step in. Let Paul do his job. We know what he can do. But for me, I am not watching Raw tonight. I have it recorded. I will watch it later or tomorrow. But I am not watching it live. 
because there's more important things, other things that I'd rather watch right now. And with the crowd chant AEW, you're going to lose those hardcore fans. They're probably going to switch to AEW. And I will say, I'm going to say this right now. I don't care if we're talking about WWE. They announced, remember how they said Jericho's going to defend the title on the AEW Dynamite in a couple weeks before the pay-per-view full gear? Mm-hmm. Well, they announced the match that's going to decide who. So it's going to be Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc. The winner of that Ooh. faces Jericho for the title before full gear. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But, well, you yeah. know, I'm going to say this. WWE, not, not even WWE, Vince need to get his shit together uh, really quick because you have a lot of people, a lot of people who are on the fence with AEW and WWE. And I'll tell you this, the more you continue to do shit like you did last night, you already got half your fan base with a foot out the door. You keep doing that, you ain't gonna have a fan base, and you will. Well, be getting- well that's the well, that's the problem right there, um, because this is the stuff that's been happening. Like you, we finally believe in a guy who had a, or who already had a great character, and the way he came in and the way he was built. Then you bombed on him because you you stopped uh, you. you you kept stopping it and in the middle when things were getting good. And then when you finally do let the rivalry do something, well, you take the title off of them and you give it to Randy Orton, which, again, I always said that should have been reversed. Randy Orton should have won the championship and Bray Wyatt should have won the Royal Rumble. So that way uh, <clears throat> they could you could have still built that story of Randy trying to get the best of Bray. And now that he didn't got a championship and, you know, he could have, you could have did something with that. You still could have built that story. So, for fans to believe in him again, you, we're, we're buying into the theme. We're buying into the promos. We're buying into the Mister Rogers stuff. We're buying into the to the new uh, Lancer with the head on it. We're buying into the music. We're buying into this guy being just unstoppable. And though there's reports that Bray Wyatt, you know, wasn't upset about what happened, like. Uh, I got to finish reading the article. Uh, I didn't get a chance to finish it, but I, I got I, I, I'll, I'll confirm it on our next podcast. Uh, but yeah, this this was if if you didn't want Bray Wyatt to be the champion, you didn't want Seth to lose the belt yet. This shouldn't have been for the championship. Now I know people would have been like, "Well, why didn't you put it on a champ? Why didn't you make it the championship?" But then this would have. Uh, kept Seth from losing it, and this would have given Bray the win he needed to have, and it would have it would have set up for Survivor Series, Bray getting the championship. So there's so many little different ways you could have did it, and this has just been typical WWE, period. I mean, they've been doing this with a lot of guys. We, we, we've already said it. Braun, Roman, uh, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Drew McIntyre, Like you just, there's a countless list of guys who started out hot, who started out with something that, you know, was, was getting them going. And then all of a sudden, Oh no, we're going to stop doing that. Now, granted, it was a few times because of injury, uh, Roman Reigns, leukemia coming back. So that stopped the push for not only drew, but that stopped the push for Brian too, because they didn't really know what to do with him. You could just put the title back on Brock and he never showed up. So you really didn't do anything with those guys and they was just there. So 
<clears throat> outside of that, outside of that, this is this has been typical WWE. I, I'm, and I think this was the final straw for a lot of people because it's like, okay, this is your one chance. This is your one chance to make this right. Bray Wyatt must win. We're telling you, he better win. If regardless if you made this a championship match or not, he better win. And he didn't. He didn't lose technically, but the way you went about it was so bullshit and that you you are insulting the intelligence of your wrestling fans, okay? And you, you've you been doing it for 20 years now, since you bought out WCW, since you were the biggest thing going, and it was only you. Now there's somebody else who's doing things differently, giving you a fresh look, giving you fresh people, giving them opportunity to show you why they're good at what they do. And you need to step down. I still respect Vince McMahon for what he's done. I believe he needs to step back. He don't need to just give it all away. The man is still a genius, but he don't need to have all the ideas. He can't be still coming up with all the stories because he's 70-something years old. And the man only knows so much. So I'm pretty sure he knows more. He probably forgotten more than he knows right now, but you're right. He's, he's, he hasn't kept up with the times. He needs to, uh, he needs to get, get delegate some of this duty and responsibility and let the folks that the, the road dogs and all them, let them, let them try something. I mean, it won't all pan out. Paul Heyman ain't, you know, perfect. He's, he's got some stuff he needs to fix, but he's got some great ideas for some other stuff. You got to let these guys do this. Or he does is gonna be nitro again. Okay, Breezy. Let me let me tell you this. I want to apologize to you because you know me and Flawless man, we kind of made fun of you. We picked on you a little bit. Yes, y'all did. Yes, y'all <laughs> did. And I told y'all that. And I want to make sure I get that. I, and not to cut you off, but I got to say this, man. I told y'all this shit was gonna happen. I told y'all that they were gonna find some way to screw us over this. I had to get that out. Go ahead, bro. You you did you did because you said you said specifically you said the way that they've been building the fiend versus Rollins you said it you said Rollins got no offense in and you said somehow some way you you didn't want it to happen but you figured you had an inkling an inclination if you will that somehow Seth Rollins is gonna retain and this is how brainwashed WWE got us. Me and Flawless was like, man, you crazy. There is no way. And I'm pretty sure 99.999% of the universe was the same way. And, yeah, man, the one time, man, the one time, it it, it, it I don't know what to say. It was just astonishing. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. WWE, like, with their product and their pay-per-views, it's starting to be, like, with the bullshit that they did yesterday, it's starting to be, like, WCW, late 2000s, 2001. Mm. Like, well, you know, like, well, 2001 is when they went out of business, but, you know, 2000s. That 99, 99 yeah. 2000, yeah. Like, I don't even know what to say, like. It, well, 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 go ahead, Gabriel. Go ahead, it, 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 it's, man, it's. <sighs> Like I said, man, Vince is still a genius. He still has some things that he's doing that's working right now. Uh, but he needs to step back. He 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 gotta he's gotta let Triple H do his thing. He's gotta let Paul Heyman and whoever 
whoever the, the head writer for SmackDown is, it ain't Bischoff, but whoever's in charge, he's got to let these guys do what they do. You have too much talent. NXT is going to be your best show on TV, depending on what you do with Fox. We, 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 Fox is still up in the air a little bit, uh, you know, with the draft and everything and everything that went on from the past Friday. But, ah, man, it – yeah, it, it's 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 great to have AEW, and I think the thing that's gonna kind of be difficult is because people are so fed up with WWE that they're gonna over enjoy AEW, and I I, I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it, it it's a it's a good thing, but it's a bad thing, and when AEW actually does something bad. I think it's going to hurt them way more than it would hurt WWE and what they doing. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, because, you, well, you know what? Not even just AEW, but now you got impact impact. They filling up the Tuesday slots. Now uh, I watched a couple of their tapings. They're actually looking pretty good. So, you know, WWE, man, they need to step their shit up. But we, as far as you're saying with the uh, AEW, I agree. Uh, because as much as people are rooting for AEW, there's a lot of people, man. It's like, hey, look, WWE, they're known for doing this shit. They do good or bad. They're still established. They're a juggernaut. AEW, it's like right now, it's so new. It's so fresh. It's like that new girlfriend, right? She's perfect. But the minute... The minute she started doing shit that resembles your ex, it's like, all right, you know what, man? Shit, I might as well stay with my ex for this shit. So I I, I feel that's that's you know, if AEW man, if if they start to book the way WWE is booking, I can see it, like you said, hurting AEW a lot more than it's hurt WWE. Um Right, because I don't, I don't want them to get too cocky about themselves. Like I, it's it's that it's that W, and maybe it's because I watched it happen in WCW. Like what what happened in WCW, because they had a great thing, they got too cocky with it, and it and, and it and it died out after a couple of years, and it and it and it shouldn't have. It could have been the greatest thing to go, but because guys got selfish and guys. You know, uh, and, it, and, it, and 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 Bischoff and the company, and the, you you let things happen that um, that that probably shouldn't happen. Guys should have won matches that they didn't, and it's those elements. And, and maybe that's what it is for me. And I'm pretty sure a flawless might be able to speak on it a little bit that I don't want to see that from them. I believe in Cody. I got faith in Cody, but at the same time. I don't want them to look at WWE's minor downfall. Let's 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 say let's call it a minor downfall, because let's be honest, it's still WWE. So right, I don't, I don't want them to get too overconfident. I want them to stay the course and and continue to build what they want to be and, and look different from WWE. Well, speaking of flawless, because I'm, I'm actually I know I know flawless got a lot to say, so this kind of geared towards flawless while actually answering one of you, asking you a question as well, but. The one thing I'll say about WCW is WCW wasn't ran by guys who were as involved in the wrestling. The one thing I'll say about AEW is you have four guys who are actual wrestlers who are still, you know, who 
are currently active, who know what the fans want, know what the boys want, and then you have a guy that's backing it who not only has the financial power, but you have a guy who probably knows more about the product than the guys in the ring producing the product. So I think you see both sides of it because, yeah, don't get cocky, but I think at the same time, AEW has said several times, it's more like WWE's in competition with them. AEW has nothing to prove. AEW right now, all they have to do is come out and just be the alternative. You say you want to be the alternative, that's it. I think right now nobody realistically thinks that in the near future AEW is going to take over WWE. That's not going to happen. They know that. But the way WWE is playing their hand, WWE's on the offensive right now. And I honestly think, man, if AEW, like you say, just don't get cocky, but the one thing that WCW did, which I feel like hurt them, is they relied on the star power of ex-WWE guys. With AEW, you got a couple of, you know, ex-WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, New Japan, but they're trying to build from the ground up. And I think that's going to be the biggest difference. And before Flawless speaks, the thing about that, though, was those old WWE guys didn't want to put guys over. That's what was also killing them. And you, you, you needed to put guys over, and Hogan wasn't doing that. Nash and them weren't doing that. They were burying dudes. And it was only a few like Sting, Goldberg, you know, maybe a Lex Luger here and there, Flair. But when it got to wanting to see the younger people, you know, they weren't putting Booker T's and DDP's. You weren't seeing them get over like they should have. I agree. Um, I, I mean, I think the hardcore fans are like, hey, with WWE, with all this bullshit, we got an alternative. And that is AEW. And I think AEW is with the times. They know. Like Cody says, we may be going in one direction, yeah. and the fans may steer us in another direction because they know mm-hmm. what the fans want. And uh, you're right, AEW is not going to put WWE out of business, but if they keep doing what they're doing, they're going to climb that ladder and be – I mean, I think they pretty much are a legit number two with WWE, but if they keep getting those ratings like up every Whoa. week – they are a threat, I believe, and, I mean, they're not going to go. I mean, yeah, they're going to take – I think they're saying this, hey, we'll take the guys that you tried to bury, like a Sean Spears when he was a Ty Dillinger in WWE, a Pac who was a Neville in WWE. Hey, give us them, and guess what? We're going to do what they, what, what they can do is they can wrestle, and that's what we're going to put out, and we're going to show you what we can do. And I think AEW's. I mean, do, can AEW make mistakes? Yeah, they can stumble a little bit. But you guys like Jericho, who will put over the younger talent if he sees fit. I mean, fuck, the guy lost to Fandango at WrestleMania. He saw hey. something in Fandango. Was like, hey, guess what? Um, let me let him let him beat me and watch what happens the next night in a row. He got a loud pop. And, and the crazy part: not only did he lose, that was Fandango's first match. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's not like the guy can't wrestle, but again, you you did nothing. You his character is a joke to Vince and others, and that's what they made him. That's why I don't want to see Velveteen Dream go up to the brain roster because I don't want him. I don't want them to mess him up. Like it, his character, who he is, the way he speaks, the way he talks, the way he does what he do is is great, and people like it. They're for it. 
and they would just man they would just squash over it. I mean look at Bobby Roode the the glorious theme song was one of the best theme songs coming when he was coming when he when he signed with NXT and I remember what I think it was DIY or whoever they were showing up uh, playing his theme music everywhere he was going like that was like one of the hottest videos to see like people wanted to see him when he came when he debuted the people were for him they made him champion he he was a great champion then he made it to the main roster and he's just been bobby that's it he's just been bobby he he ain't been the glorious one even though he's got a couple of united states and tag team championships under his belt but i i, I they gotta, they gotta start back. They gotta go back to building stars. They gotta go back to that time where you gave guys opportunity to show you what they can do. And those that you know can get the crowd over, regardless if you liked them or hated them, but you hated them because they were healed. You didn't hate them because they were bad at wrestling. You hated them because of the antics and the stuff that they did in the, in their character. So you gotta go back to that. You know, you got to go back to a little old school way of doing it and just let these dudes do what they do. So, uh, I, it, man, it, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this pay per view was just, I threw, I threw this out, man. I, I, I didn't care. <laughs> if fans want to know how WWE operates, listen to John Moxley's interview with Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. you'll that see was... exactly the point. And, 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 and that's the thing that guys, you know, that, that, that the fans really need to pay attention to. Look at the people that are leaving, and look what they're saying. You the guys like John Moxley, guys like Chris Jericho, guys like Cody Rhodes. These are top guys, or guys who held some type of high position in the company at one point or another, regardless of how long. CM Punk, okay, he and WWE they're making amends now, but when he left, he's saying the same exact thing that everybody's saying. You know, when one person said it, it's sour grapes. Two people said, okay, maybe you got a coincidence. But when people are saying this year after year after year, they're telling you what you don't want to hear, but you need to hear it. And I think we as WWE fans, I think last night was our intervention. I think we have finally been forced to realize, yo, Vince McMahon is going to do what Vince McMahon wants to do. They got rid of the authority, quote unquote. You know, they're going to make a product for the fans, by the fans. No, Vince is going to do what the hell Vince McMahon wants to do. And I just hope for Paul Heyman's sake and for Triple H's sake, I hope I pray to God Vince McMahon does not get involved with NXT. Because if he does the Wednesday Night Wars, you might as well chalk him up and throw him in the body bag. Oh, man. Oh, man. And I promise you, I promise you. I mark my words. I guarantee you, excuse my language. We are TV 14 today. Yo, if NXT starts dominating the ratings war, I guarantee you Vince is gonna mess that up. I promise but you he's gonna mess it up. But but they are gonna dominate the ratings war because if this is the product that's WWE's gonna put out, then of course they're gonna dominate. So it's only a matter of time, but I don't think I don't think it's necessarily about beating them because Vince has to know you're putting your development brand. Okay. Up against a, a, a prime time show, a show that people have been watching this pay-per-views for the past year and have been selling them out. Okay. Folks know about this organization. They know about the people they have. They know about 
what they're trying to do and what they're trying to build and the legitimacy and the wins and losses and how they're trying to make everything sports based. They know what this company has been doing because this company has been telling you what they're going to do and then going out and doing it. So he already knows he's not going to NXT is not going to beat AEW unless AEW just goes straight bottom. I mean, they have to just start doing the most hokiest and dumbest shit that there ever is to really lose the fan base. Like they got to go WWE times a hundred. And, and if they do that, then yeah, NXT will mop the floor with AEW, but they're not going to do that. So therefore, they're never going to beat. Uh, they're never going to beat AEW because AEW is the main roster versus your your sub roster of good talent, but they're not good enough for the for the Raw or SmackDown. So they have to. I believe NXT has to be at a certain number of viewerships which I believe they can pull off because they have the talent to pull that off, but they don't have the talent. Well, they do, but no, 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 they don't. They don't have all of the talent to beat AEW on a week-to-week basis unless AEW slips up. If AEW gets to 2 million viewers weekly, I'm telling you, WWE is going to be in some shit. And if, and, if, and, if, and if NXT gets about a million, yeah. they'll be good. Now, if they get like 400,000, 300,000, like they ain't really getting nobody, then okay, yeah, you, you can probably see Vince getting ready to take it over. But if they stay above six, maybe 700,000, they got to stay between, I say that six to a million. If they stay anywhere in between there on a consistent basis and look like they're continuing to grow, then I, they'll be okay. And we'll at least know we'll have one brand that will always produce what we want. That's great matches and great stories. But the problem is, like, yeah, even if NXT is not getting like the ratings, like you know, like six hundred, seven hundred thousand. You know, that's right. low. But they're still putting out a better product than what Raw and SmackDown's doing. And that's what well, you know. Part. But you know, but but that's going to be the conflict with Vince. Yeah. I can't I can't have this show being better than my two longest running main shows, but I can't have it so bad that it's it's terrible running up against this other show. So what do I do? Well, that means I gotta beef up my main shows. I gotta do something with Raw. I gotta do something with SmackDown. Or better yet, I gotta let these guys do what they know they can do with these shows and not take over everything, not change everything at the last minute. And then you just have people going out there doing rubbish stuff because there was no preparation. Do you had no time to put this stuff together the way it needed to be? So you you in order for that to all that to happen, you, you don't wanna you don't want to diminish NXT, but you don't want it looking better than your main brands. Then you better step your main brands up, period. But you know what? I think that's the problem. That's the problem. They say Vince loves competition. Vince loves this. Vince loves that. That's bullshit. Here's the thing. This is what happens. Vince is greedy. Okay? You have Monday Night Raw. Okay. Then you got SmackDown. Okay. Now you got NXT. Cool. But Raw was always your flagship show. You didn't even want SmackDown being better than Raw. And they're essentially the same damn company just split up on two different days. Then you have NXT coming up out the woodworks. I didn't even watch NXT in its early stages. And now it's proven to be better than both Raw and SmackDown. Now, 
you have three shows, three brands, same company. It's all WWE. Who cares if one does better than the other? But no, because Vince is a control freak. You know, that's going to be his downfall. That's his greatest asset and his biggest downfall. And like you said, you know, we said it over and over, Flawless, uh, K-Breezy. Vince is behind the times. And unfortunately, he I don't know if he has nobody that's telling him, like, yo, this sucks, or if he has people telling him, and he just don't give a damn. I think it's a little bit of both. <clears throat> I think he's got his kiss ass, but he's also got some folks that's like, man, this that's not gonna work, and he, you know, because they don't agree with him, he's doing what the hell he wants. So, 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 let me ask you this: Do you think got the people that are really close to him, Triple H, Stephanie, Shane? Do you think well, we're gonna leave Triple H out of it because I'm pretty sure Trips has been like, yo, this is stupid. But do you think people like Shane? Linda, Stephanie, do you think they're actually telling us like, "Hey, man, like Vince, this this ain't this ain't working." I mean, Vince has so many yes men, like how CM Punk was saying in that pipe bomb, right? Like Kevin Dunn, you know, they're gonna tell Vince what I he wants have- to hear. I don't think no one has the balls to say like, "Hey, man, Vince, this thing sucks." It's not even so much as having a boss just just being disrespectful, but you know, being able to say something in a you know in a professional way. Uh, you know why this may not work? Like I'm sure, like all them times when he's been rewriting and throwing out scripts. Like, what was so wrong with these stories that 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 you felt like was there too much wrestling? Was you putting over people that you don't you you have no faith in them, but you have no faith in them because they're not what you think they look like. They're not the typical big six eight muscle bound dudes that you want to put out there. They're different. They're smaller. They're more athletic. They and they know how to put on a show. So uh, you you you're not pushing all of them. Or and I understand you can't push all of them. Not all of them know how to have great mic work. But hell, most of the stars don't have great mic work. So that's not an excuse. <clears throat> you 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 just gotta. You got too much talent to not display it in the way that's gonna get you over. Well, I have a question for both of you guys because you just said something that actually that really just sparked uh, an article I read earlier. What do you guys feel about Vince, you know, telling officials backstage? He feels that a lot of his talents are too pro wrestling. Wow. That kind of that, that kind of messed my head up. Because, you know, Vince is all about the, the theatrics, you know, the actual entertainment side of it. Uh, what do you feel about his statement on wrestlers being too pro wrestling? What does that mean? Like they're too good wrestling matches, like too good of a wrestling matches. Yeah. Like, like what does that yeah. mean? I, 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 I think uh, basically what he's what, if I, I'm not trying to put no words in anybody's mouth, but I think what he's getting at is he likes the the storytelling the the dramatic, the show business side of wrestling. That's what Vince is, you know. But I think he's talking about, you know, the wrestlers just want to go out there and wrestle. And they don't want to do all this this sideshow shit. It, they, they, you, you want to make it a legit product, let's leave it at that. And <laughs> I, I, I think the thing is, you know, like, like me, you, and Kay Breezy, you know, we see the business a completely different way than he does. We see it from uh, every single little tiny intricate detail. He sees it as, hey, this is what I like, whatever. 
Mm-hmm. As long as I, as long as I continue to have these stars that they like and and display them every day, and yeah, you you there, there's no problem. You'll show up like like what CM Punk said. You know, uh, we're just the wheels on the spoke. He'll he'll swap them out for some new ones and keep on rolling. So, you know, you you he's 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 been doing this for twenty plus years. You got to think about it when WCW put some fire under his ass. You know, he 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 let guys develop. He let a whole bunch of people come out and just do stuff. And it got all and it all it all almost got all over. Like not everybody got over. It was one of two that, you know, didn't really do as well. But you know, come on, Al Snow. Like, come on, the the, the nation of domination, DX, uh who else was uh of course the Undertaker, of course Stone Cold, you know, uh Sean, you know, you you had a lot of guys, the Heart Foundation. Uh, the Godfather, like you had coming the guy. I mean, yeah, it was a different time, and people was uh, it was more shock TV. But even as the two thousands and all those times came up, you had so much talent. You let guys develop. You let guys show you what their characters are. And look, I mean, come on, man, Booker T was a he came in as a double champion. He he was a joke in two years. And then all of a sudden he becomes king of the ring and he's a champion again. Like mm-hmm. there were guys that had to prove their worth. And he was one of those dudes. I mean, the, the, one of the things I, one of the best segments that I always loved was the supermarket brawl with him and Stone Cold. Like that, that I've always loved that, but in a way I always kind of hated it because I knew Booker T was better than that. Like that was that was a type of thing someone lesser than a Booker T should have took. Booker T's a former champion. Like he shouldn't have took a beating like that. That should have been somebody else. Uh, but even though he it, he took it, it prepared him to win Intercontinental Championships and have great matches and tag teams, and then eventually King of the Ring World Heavyweight Championship. So I don't know, man. I I just. I want him to go. I want him to take the new school back to the old school as far as development, but let the new school do what they do now because that's what the people know now. Like Adam Cole is the dude is a cocky, you know, heel, but he comes out and he, and he does his boom and he puts his hands in the air and he says Adam Cole, but and people want to cheer that. They love that of this new style. So you let them wrestle. Let them, you know, bring in the things that they've learned and and made and. and just let them do them, man. Let let these folks wrestle. Period. You want a sport base? Make it sports based, man. Make the wins matter. Make the titles legit. I, I I don't know, man. Just do something better than what you've been doing. I'm sure Fox is going to be like. I'm sure Vince and Fox are going to get into it. You know, with like some of the shit that he pulls. Watch. Oh yeah. Uh, oh definitely, definitely. Because USA, they're and used Vince to it. Walk all over that shit. Yeah, but Fox, oh hell no! It's like, I'm giving you a billion dollars, and I, and you know what? It's funny you said that. I know Fox. They looked at this pay per view and they heard fans chant AEW, and this is bullshit. They're like, oh fuck this. <laughs> no, no, they no, they ain't that no. Fox is about that money. They got what they wanted. They got their Brock Lesnar as champion. They got uh uh Kane. They got they 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 got everything they gonna almost get when this draft comes up. They, they they just looking at the money side from it. I mean, yeah, there's concern about, you know, people booing it. Yeah, you got to be concerned of that. But uh, it, it's, 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 a, it's still a wait and see. Everything is still a wait and see 
That's why, you know, once this draft happens um, and we'll see the legitimacy of this brand split because now you have two different networks. You don't have USA uh, owning both shows. You actually got another network that wants to truly do something totally different than what USA is doing. And it's forcing USA, to be honest, it's forcing them to have to change what they've been doing in a way. So you, you, you got, you, you got the talent to do it. You have, you you have the bodies to do it. Right. Let, let, let them do it. Come on, man. You, you got the guys, you gotta, you can't just keep giving us Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. Hey, Flawless, do you have any parting words? No. Uh, I'm just ready for Wednesday. (laughs) I think it's it's clear across the board. We were all dissatisfied with the pay-per-view. Right now, you know what? Fuck it. You know, uh, we are all watching the Browns game right now, not paying attention to WWE Raw. We are three Mm -hmm. of many, I'm sure. Um, not, it's not really a good Browns game right now. It, it, it really isn't. I mean, they kind of look, looking like the hell in the cell pay-per-view right now. Right, like they just came from wrestling. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we we all had the show recorded. Um, I'm, I'm going to check it out a little bit tonight. I'll see how much I get through. But uh, definitely ready for Wednesday. And I, I'm going to just say it right now, man. Wednesdays are my go-to days until SmackDown and Raw show me different. Yep. It's going to be AEW and NXT. Mm-hmm. Right now. Oh, so before we go, um, our predictions, you know, got to get that out there. You know, let got to let the folks know who's who's who and what's what. So <clears throat> we had some surprises. Uh, like we said on a, a prediction show, we had our main four. We, you know, whatever matches that would get added, we would add them as the night went on. So we ended up getting about another five matches. Um and none, none of us got the time, uh, to, just to be clear. We, we we had a wager on how long the pay-per-view was going to go. None of us got it. Uh, I was the closest uh, with 10-15, but other than that, we all we, we all lost out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, again, we didn't expect hey, wait, them to put on this many matches. What did I say, an hour, two minutes, and ten seconds? <laughs> Ooh, right, right, something like that. I mean <laughs> – yeah, you had nine twenty-five and ten oh three. Uh, flawless had <laughs> flawless had nine oh seven and ten oh six, and I had nine forty-five and ten fifteen. Oh man, that shit sucked. Yeah, that yeah, they, and it should have probably ended at one of those times, to be honest. But um, <clears throat> so at the end of the night, man, I I took a L this night. Um, but also, so I also wanted to mention this. I was a little so upset, man. I ended up, I, I made a, I made a mistake. So when the match was over in the Hell in Cell with Seth and uh, Fiend, I, I marked Fiend as an X because he didn't win, um, and I shouldn't have did that because it wasn't a DQ and it was just stoppage. Nobody lost, nobody won, so we don't lose anything for it. So the new results are because I had texted y'all one thing, so but I had we hadn't announced it yet, so. Uh, in third place is me. Uh, I only picked up two wins. Um, like I said, I took a hell of an L. My record now is at 24 and 19. But flawless, you came back. This was your night to come back. 
franchise. You kind of stayed in the middle. You had a hit and miss every other match. But at the end of the night, though, you two once again ended up tied at, <laughs> at 27 and 17. Franchise hey, yo, keeps you... copying off my damn answers. <laughs> you be so, agreeing with me half the time, bro. <laughs> so that's so there's the result so far. So once again, we're going up to the Royal Rumble. And then uh we're gonna we're gonna start it anew. Uh, actually, no, actually, actually, the Royal Rumble will be the start of a new one. We'll we'll start it again from there. Yeah, but, uh, a, a flawless keep writing out his answers, and I'm looking over his shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he goes. He goes flawless. You go first, and then he follows me. <laughs> hey, like, yeah, that's yeah, that sounds that sound good. I'm gonna pick that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm in third, and y'all tied for first and second, whatever. But it's cool because. Uh-huh. I, this pay per view, I it, with that finish of that match, man, that just, you know, I would have been okay with losing if the Fiend had won. Like I would have been okay with taking the L. And like, you know what? That's fine. The Fiend came out with the championship. Cool. It, you know, it is what it is. Move on to the next one. But with that, I'm I'm it, uh, I'm beyond pissed. Well, you know what? Looking at this Browns game right now, I might just turn back to Raw. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Damn. all right. Yeah, I just I just looked up and seen what happened. Yep, I think I'm about to do the same thing. Oh, about, we said we dinner. said I'm we, about to go. Eat we dinner. said all that and about to end up watching raw anyway. I'm about to go eat dinner. I haven't ate dinner yet. You know what? Me too. I am too. One wife made, wifey made me some French toast. I'm about to go up there and smash and mess it up. Well, I'm about to go ahead and smash this cheeseburger. So once again, man, as always, I'm about to go smash this pizza and wings. Oh, you I'm went to Antonio's, didn't you? No, I made my own. Oh, Ooh, okay. All right, Joey. Okay, Joey V. Mm-hmm. Arizona Ranch Wings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, it's All right, man. Ranch, man. I'm the 26-year-old piece of gold. He's flawless. He's too cold. We out. Peace. Deuces. You know, Hell in a Cell, even though we heavily criticized it, there were so many positives to take away from the show. Um, Eddie, I know you got something to tell the people. Please elaborate on how I feel right now. I forgot to tell you. Yeah. I lied! <laughs>